Welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care, and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Today's episode is a bonus episode. We're going to take a moment and get real and raw. To be honest, this has been on my heart to do for a while, but I have found every excuse possible to avoid it. So here goes nothing. As you guys know, I'm a busy mom of four littles aged seven and under. We started our journey into parenthood having to use fertility with our first three and had a surprise oops with number four. Walking through postpartum depression and severe anxiety has been a heavy toll on my family, causing me to miss moments with my kids. My marriage suffered as a part of being unable to communicate and not knowing what was going on, and it was just all around chaos as I began my health journey in 2020. But as I found healing, I found purpose, and most importantly, I found joy. Although the road was hard and there were moments where I thought about giving up, it was through God's grace and his strength that I was able to become the person I am today. After the birth of my fourth kiddo, my husband was adamant that our family was complete. I wasn't so sure, but as I was still walking through anxiety and depression, in those moments, I felt like it was no place to argue, and I respected his opinion. I sadly embraced my son James as being my last of my firsts. I may have gone a little overboard creating a mama's boy because of it, but his love was a huge part of my path to healing. As 2020 progressed, I continued to find my health, and I couldn't shake the feeling that someone was missing from my family. For those of you with a big family, you know there's this constant head count that goes on subconsciously, and I kept feeling like that count was off. I voiced to my husband that I felt like I had one more in me, and he would remind me of the constant chaos and remained firm in his no. Again, I totally respected his opinion as a parent because he wasn't wrong about the chaos. And I began to pray for God to help me let go of this feeling, and I began to get rid of all the baby things. Everything was going fine until I tried to sell my high chair. My plastic high chair that no longer had a cover because it had been so worn and shredded. It was covered in nicks, some residual food stains from all the hard work it had done over the years. I found a buyer on the marketplace for a whopping $10 and had it all arranged to be picked up. As I got it out to do the final wipe to send it cleanish to its new home, I had a sobbing, ugly, hysterical breakdown. For some reason, the thought of being done and not using this high chair for the last child was something that my heart couldn't handle. The emotions were too much to bear. My husband happened to be home and awkwardly looked at me and reminded me that we didn't have to sell it if I wasn't ready. I was so relieved. 
I know that Facebook person still thinks I'm crazy because I messaged her exactly what had happened. And it was about 30 minutes before she had to pick it up that I just told her I had an emotional breakdown and was not ready to sell my cruddy high chair. She was like, okay, let me know if you change your mind. P.S. I didn't. That same morning, my husband met with someone to appraise our house as we were taking advantage of the crazy low interest rates to refinance. Well, it turns out they were talking and the gentleman mentioned how much he and his wife regretted not having more children. But it gets even better than that. Apparently, God had been placing several people in my husband's path, telling him the same thing. Well, that night, after my hysterical meltdown over a beaten-up high chair and the thought thoughts of regret, my husband begrudgingly agreed to start trying. Poor thing, right? We decided that we would not use fertility, but we would leave it up to God's intervention whether to grow our family or not. God is so good, and we became pregnant almost right away. I was floored, and my husband looked a little shocked, but excited. It felt like our family was finally going to be complete. That joy lasted for about five and a half weeks. During that time, my husband had sadly lost his grandmother, and because of COVID, her memorial service had been postponed until the end of August. I woke up that morning bleeding and was petrified. I tried to calm myself and just remind myself that sometimes there's bleeding with normal that's normal with implantation, and that it would all be okay. Well, as the day progressed, so did the bleeding, and it was an all-around horrible, rotten day. We said goodbye to my husband's precious grandmother and lost the spark of life that was supposed to be the child to finish our family. When I called the doctor to ask about what to do, it became a conversation about my health and what was normal versus abnormal bleeding. I was paralyzed. I got sicker as the day went on, and by the end of the day, after a terrible migraine and being bedbound for a couple hours, I took a test and it confirmed my worst fear. We were no longer pregnant. My world shattered, and all the progress I had made working towards a healthy lifestyle felt like it was lost in an instant. It felt like a heavy weight had been put on my chest, and I was living in a fog. My husband did the best he could do, and yes, he was sad, but he didn't feel the betrayal that I had been plagued by. I was sad, but more than that, I was angry that God would take my child away, furious that he would show me the spark of life and then just take it back. I was consumed with what I did wrong and what I could have done differently and why my body, which was in the best shape it had ever been in my life, would betray me by losing this child. My world caved in on itself. I could barely talk about it. A few of my closest friends, I managed to text, but that was all my heart would allow. Those friends swooped in where they could, but I honestly couldn't bear the attention. I just needed time. Time to reflect, time to grieve, time to figure out why this had happened. So I defaulted to what my brain knows best, to research. What I figured out was I had experienced a chemical pregnancy, Meaning, I took a positive pregnancy test, but my body, for some reason, chose to end the pregnancy. I found this only contributed to my feelings that my body had betrayed me. I was obsessed with trying to figure out why. Was it my keto diet? Was it my thyroid condition? Was it something else I didn't know about? My poor primary care. I hit him up with so many emails with lists of labs that I wanted to draw to see if I could get some answers. 
Long story short, they all came back normal, and I was given the answer that it was just something that happened. My mind went through so many scenarios. Maybe it was just a fluke, and I was never pregnant. Maybe I should just pretend it had never happened. Maybe my body knew something about that pregnancy that it wasn't healthy and ended it, so shouldn't I be happy? All of these lies and shames were counterproductive, and I now realize that I was just struggling with the guilt and being so upset. But then I would go with, well, I have four healthy children, so why should I feel so sad about this loss? Thankfully, one of my closest friends called me on that lie. It took me almost two weeks to really start coming out of my protective shell that I had formed. Again, my husband was attempting to be supportive and would encourage me with, I know you're upset, but we have other children and you have to keep moving. FYI, in that moment, that was anything but helpful. Over the new f- next few weeks to months, I really began to struggle with if we were going to continue trying or not. I really went back and forth so many times. The pain of the loss of a pregnancy is indescribable. It's haunting and so deep. It feels like you've lost a piece of yourself. But what I couldn't get past was that I didn't want to end our family's journey on this sadness, despite the fear that it could happen again. So after the designated time of waiting for a normal cycle, we started trying again. And there were months of sadness when that test would come back negative, but then also a slight relief that we weren't pregnant again, because then I didn't have to fear losing it. I had just gotten to the point where I was going to stop obsessing about it and spend December just enjoying the holiday and the atmosphere and all the drinks with no regrets. And I randomly took a pregnancy test on January 1st because let's all admit when you're trying to get pregnant, you take them as soon as the window starts of showing a positive pregnancy test. And we got a faint positive. I was stunned into silence. I had just mentally prepared to buckle down on my business and focus on that for a while and let this idea of getting pregnant go on a back burner for a few months. And now here we are pregnant. Whew, here we go again. So there was that spark of joy, but it was followed quickly by mounds of anxiety and fear. Every waking moment became filled with thoughts of, am I losing this baby? Every cramp or uncomfortable feeling, I was convinced it was happening again. We told literally no one until we had our confirmation of pregnancy, ultrasound, and appointment. And even then, I still found it so painful to talk about. We slowly trickled into telling people as I felt like we had no other choice. Grandparents, siblings, close friends, but a lot of them were told by text. Yes, I know, not super personal, but honestly, it was all I could handle. Speaking about it out loud felt like it had increased the chances of something bad happening. It has been very slowly announced, and honestly, the big social media announcement is what I've been fearing the most. Sharing about this pregnancy in a public forum feels so vulnerable and increases that fear of if something happens and I have to talk about it again, almost petrifying. I am beyond excited and still feel that this child fills the missing person in our family, but that excitement is unfortunately balanced with the grief of another life that was lost and the fear of losing this one as well. We are 22 weeks and have had our anatomy ultrasound and everything looks good, but I'll still be the first to tell you that it doesn't set those little thoughts that linger in my mind 
Is this the day I lose this one? I continue to press on believing that God knows the end, all designed for his purpose and the good of my family. I'm no longer paralyzed but by fear, but I am intentional about my daily mindset with my faith, my life, and my family. If you have walked or are currently walking through healing from a miscarriage, let me encourage you. The ache does lessen. The betrayal eventually goes away, but I'm not sure that that piece of you ever comes back. It is how you remember and honor what you have lost. I don't sit here with all the answers or can even say that I'm completely healed myself, but I do know the one that can offer healing and I turn to him daily. Don't walk this path alone. Reach out, talk to a spouse, a friend, a counselor, whoever you think can help. Healing starts with honesty and vulnerability. Be mad at God if you want to be. He can take it. Need to be away from people for a bit? Then do it. It's okay to not be okay, but let's not stay there. I have put some resources in the show notes. Please reach out if you are hurting and know that you are not alone. You don't have to be silent. You are loved. You are worthy. You are enough. Thank you for listening.